Take it from a chief human resources officer. The best career paths are not linear and they're usually not planned out. In this episode, I talked to Donna Dietrich. She's the chief human resources officer at LMI, which is a defense contracting company located in the Washington, D.C. area. You'll hear Donna recount her career journey as she moved from aspiring to be a clinical psychologist to working in a program at NASA and then working as a top-level HR executive in top-tier aerospace and defense companies. Donna will share some tried-and-true tips for women leaders trying to build credibility, navigate work and family priorities, as we all are, and she'll just offer her sage, wise woman leader advice for continued career success. I'm Janet Ioli, and you're listening to Power Presence Academy, wise words from wise women leaders. If you're looking for leadership mentoring, advice, or just a dose of inspiration, I've got you covered. You'll get leadership tips, and you'll hear from women executives at the top of their game as they share their lessons of experience with you. This is your go-to place for all things women and leadership. It doesn't have to be lonely at the top. Let's go. I'm really thrilled to have Donna Dietrich as my guest today. Donna is currently the Chief Human Resources Officer at LMI, has over 25 years of experience in the human resources field, and is a strong advocate for women, women's empowerment, and women's leadership. Donna, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Janet, for having me. I'm very excited. Well, I just want to start out um, just to hear a little bit about you and a little bit about your leadership journey. Can you just share with us uh, your story and how you got to where you are today? I'll just start with, you know, I started out, um, graduated from college, got married and moved to Virginia all in like, you know, a two month period. You know, I found myself in Virginia, graduated with a psychology and business degree. And so I'm like, okay, now what am I going to do? You know, I wanted to go to graduate school. Um, to do clinical psychology. And I thought, well, let me work a little bit and then I'll go back. My first job was with the Space Station Freedom Program with NASA. And then the main um, program was with Grumman. And Fred Hayes, who was an astronaut on Apollo 13, and (laughs) TK Mattingly were leading the program. So here I am, this young girl, first job, and I am working as one of the teammates uh, with a company called Barrios Technology um, on this program. So I was the person who was doing all the financial reports. I was doing the hiring, onboarding, and we grew to 500 people. So I got to get my first taste of HR, my first taste of like a corporate environment, technology with the space station. And I think that really helped set my course you know, kind of for what I wanted to do uh, as I continue to grow. So from there, I got an opportunity to work with a company called Northrop Grumman, which was funny because I started out with Grumman and then I ended up back with Northrop Grumman. But there, you know, I really, my HR career took off and I really 
learned so much over 19 years. I, I really moved around probably every two to three years. Um, I, I didn't say in one role more than three years. So it was quite a great journey and growth for me to be able to do so many different things and, and really experience so many different roles. So I was with Northrop for a long time. And then one of my biggest decisions was to leave Northrop. I've been able to have roles like I have at LMI, you know, leaving human resources. And um, it's really been a very blessed um, career. It's interesting as you go through the story, Donna, I hear what I hear from so many other women as well is that it's, there's, we always have this plan, right? And it doesn't always seem to happen that way. <laughs> Things happen. So you can have the best laid plans. So you didn't end up being a clinical psychologist, right? But, no, you know. I didn't. <laughs> it's so funny. And then when I started, you know, human resources really wasn't, you know, the big emphasis that it is today. And, and I think it was just emerging that right. as we learn more about talent and, and the importance of retention and getting the right skills in the right place at the right time. So back then I didn't even know that was an option. So you do fall into things that, you know, I think you need to be open to. Yeah. Right. So I never became a, a clinical psychologist. Yeah. But I use psychology every that's day. That's what I was going to say, but in a way, right. Organizational psychology. But it's, it's interesting, though, how that happens. And so I always tell people, you know, have the goal, but be open and flexible. And it sounds like, you know, you never know what you're going to, going to encounter as you're moving along and as you're getting experiences. So you obviously were open to all the experiences you had. Now, as a woman, talk to me a little bit about obstacles or challenges you faced being a woman leader and as you rose through the ranks and not for any particular company, but were there any particular challenges that you thought were unique to the fact that you were a woman leader? Yeah, I think absolutely. And I think one of the things for me was being a, a, a female leader, um, maybe a young younger person in my career, earlier in my career, and working with a lot of engineers, you know, very highly technical a lot of them very opposite from my personality and my, my, you know, my style. Um, and I think the hardest part early on and what was difficult for me was um, being taken seriously. I think being taken seriously and really helping them to see the value of what you were bringing forward because it was so different from what they were focused on, but they needed it. You know, they right. needed it. Right. Um, and finally, I mean, there, I won them over. We were able to find ways to, you know, really connect. You've got to be kind of patient and you got to persevere a little bit and you just don't give up, you know, but I think being taken seriously was, was one of my early obstacles. Um, yeah. I hear that one a lot. And, and another one, Donna, that I hear quite often is this whole notion of overwhelming amount of self-doubt or lack of confidence. And I don't know if it's from that, you know, not being, or the fear of not being taken seriously, but can you talk about your experience? I mean, having self-doubt and how you overcome that, or perhaps you haven't had that. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, I think, you know, absolutely. I think even the most confident person has those moments, you right. know, and I think we all have them. And I, I can remember, you know, just being so taking things so personally mm -hmm. and just really beating myself up like, oh, you could have done this differently, or you should have said that, or, 
you know, really second guessing yourself because you, you want to be so good. You want to be whatever is needed at that moment, you know, and you, you really prepare hard. You're trying hard. Um, I think the biggest thing I learned when that self-doubt would creep in is I would literally give myself time. Like, let's say it's before a meeting and I'm going, oh my goodness, you know, I've prepared, but I'm feel that self-doubt or I, I feel like I'm going to face something. I give myself a collective five minutes to kind of, I called it my pep talk, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, Donna, you've prepared, you've done everything you need to do. You're ready, you know, and, and just kind of give that little pep talk and get in there and just say, give it your best shot. My mom's motto for me was always, she always told us girls, there's three girls. Um, my mom was super strong lady. She always said, do your best. Mm-hmm. That is literally all you can do. And if you've done your best, it will work out. It will all work out, you know? So, you know, those little pep talks were always something that I, I did if I needed it. So it's kind of like be your own best advocate if you can, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's interesting how it's, it's almost like I call it mind conditioning, right? You constantly, yes. it's like, you've got to work that out, work that muscle, that mind conditioning muscle. It's affirm yourself because I think as women, we're always looking for this external validation. And what you're saying really is validate yourself, you know, sit there. Hey, you've got this. You've got this. And sometimes we are kind of our worst enemies, really, you know, because we let that self-doubt enter in and we, we kind of beat ourselves up. So, you know, we're not even getting that from the outside. We're getting it from inside. Right. So, and we can control that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's great. You know, obviously you're giving advice here and this is really helpful, but what's the best piece of advice you've gotten in your career? You know, I think, um, and this was one of my mentors at Northrop Grumman, who I still am in contact with today. And I I think one of the best pieces of advice was to say yes. Mm. And I have found that like throughout my life, but especially in my career. So when I look at like opportunities I've had, a lot of them have just found me like someone says, oh, Don, I want you to go do this or come over here and help this challenge. And, or I've said, oh, here's a challenge. Maybe I can help with that. I say, say yes. I only said no one time. And by saying yes, you know, I think I was relied on for figuring things out. You know, even if it was outside my comfort zone, um, I took on a challenge or maybe an area that I didn't know that much about, but the leaders believed, Donna, you're going to figure it out. And then once you do that, you start to get a trusted relationship. People know they can depend on you. So I, I say, get out of your comfort zone, try different things, take on challenges that no one else wants to do, and just really say yes. More than you say no, say yes. It's interesting that saying yes, it's a good, there goes back to that self-doubt, right? Oh, I'm not ready. I can't do this. I'm not prepared. All of those things. And yet, yet it's amazing how you just figure it out. And, and that's how it works, right? It's say yes, go do it. And that's how you learn. And, you know, I have, I, I, I participate in a lot of forums with, with executive women. And one of the things I hear most commonly, and, and I think this is probably indicative of us as women, is that a man will say yes and have like no experience and just say, I'll figure it out. Women have to have the experience plus the 
you know, education plus the learning. And we go way beyond where we need to, to be ready for that assignment. And so you're right, Janet. I mean, sometimes you have to say, I'm 60% ready. I'll figure the rest out. Um, because your male counterparts are doing that. So I think women have to lean in a little more and take those chances. I mean, be educated about it. I mean, don't do something crazy, but I think, I mean, sometimes I took roles where I was definitely not the expert, but I surrounded myself with people who knew more than me in that area. And I, I helped them be successful. And that was really what it was about. So you don't have to have all the answers um, either. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I I think, and it really does, it plays into everything we're talking about, right? It plays into what you said earlier about being taken seriously. It's that fear. Am I going to be taken seriously? Oh, if I don't know what I'm doing or if I don't think I know what I'm doing, right? So it's all in the head. A lot of it's in the head. And then that whole thing of the self-doubt, you know, can I do this, et cetera. Whereas conditioning your mind to, hey, you know, that pep talk, and say yes. Now let's let's pivot a little bit on that because you know we're saying yes to everything. We're doing everything. Now you are a mother, right? You have a family. Yes. You are a successful executive at a high level. How do you how did you manage to do it all? You know, and, and talk realistically a little bit about the trade offs because I think many women struggle with, you know, how do I make those trade offs? You know, as you were really trying to, you said, prove yourself, you know, advance in your career, grow. Um, and at the same time, start a family. Um, those things are hard and we feel so responsible as women. So I'll share that, um, Brad and I got married young, but we didn't have children right away. So, um, right around our 10 year anniversary, a little before we said, okay, we're ready now. Right. Well, it didn't all work out that way. And, um, we struggled for almost 10 years to try to have children. And when we finally became pregnant with Brendan was the first, you know, it really, it really hit me hard because I said, you know, we have tried so hard and this is such an important part of my life. My career has been so important, but having a family. So, you know, I took a chance that I, I said to my employer, I'd really like to go part-time. And that was a really hard decision for me um, to, to kind of let go of some of that and say, but I really want to be present with this baby and I really want to enjoy him. I don't want to work 60 hour weeks right now, you know? And so I went and I said, I'd like to go part-time and I didn't know if they would say, Nope, not here or whatever, but it was very supported. And so I, about three years, I had Brendan and then, then I had Brooke two years later. So for about three years, I was part-time. Um, and I think for me, I look back, that was such a good choice and an important choice. And not every woman has to go part-time. I think you can juggle your career. You've got to make the right choices. But that was really important for me. When I look back at my career, I think at the time, I thought it would be like, oh, this is going to set me back or this is not going to be the popular choice. But I didn't miss a beat. It didn't, in the scheme of things, really have any negative impact. In fact, if I think, it probably had more of a positive because I was in a better place as a as a mom and 
you know, that I was ready to come back full time. And I think, think about what works for you as you, as you're going through your career and different points. And don't be afraid to ask if you want something out of the norm. A lot of times your employers will be very flexible and they will accommodate, especially if they want you and really you know, cherish you as a part of the organization, you can find a way to make it all work. I, I think that's really important that people hear that story because, you know, women, I hear so many women just beating themselves up as I can't do everything. I, you know, or I want this and I want that. And really just like everything else, there are trade-offs and you took a little bit of a detour, not maybe, not everybody can afford to go part-time at a certain point in their lives, but maybe not take a promotion or, or something. Right. Those, those are choices, right? And it's it's really about what what is needed and what you want at that time. But it, like you said, you know, it's on and off, on and off, on and off ramps rather than I'm completely this way or that way. So that's right. I love think it. Think about your choices. Like you said, you know, maybe you can't go part time, but maybe you could say for this next year, you know, I don't want to take on any big heavy projects. I want to kind of do, or how can I manage this better? So my my work. I think men are a little better at setting those boundaries sometimes. And we feel like we've got to do all of this and, and, and more uh, to, to prove ourselves. So I think we have to understand that sometimes even just saying, hey, instead of working those 60 hour weeks, I'm going to work 40 for a little while right. <laughs> and, and it's going to be okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Thank you. I mean, I, I'm so glad you you brought that up because I think it is realistic. Let's talk about inspiration for a little bit. What inspirational quote would you give that would encompass the inspiration that you would offer to other women leaders? There's two quotes that I want to share. So what is my simple motto? And it's very simple, um, but I have really had this my whole life. And I I think it's a way it's, you said earlier, Janet, it's your mindset and your mind is such a powerful thing. And you, we train our bodies. We do cardio, we, you know, do all exercise. We do those kinds of things, but we don't always like train our mind. So one of my mottos is just that the glass is always half full. It's a way to flip how you think about things. You know, yes, it might be a tough situation, and we all have those, and I, I'm not minimizing because it's even now with COVID, it's it's unthinkable what a lot of people and we're all going through. But there's always a way to flip it around a little differently, right? And and try to find that little positive. So so the, my motto my motto is the glass is always uh, half full, not half empty. But I also love this one. This is from Maya Angelou, and I'm going to read this one because in today's times. I came across it and I just felt it was so relevant. She said, you may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter these defeats so that you can know who you are and what you can rise from and that you can still come out of it. And I think it's about resilience. It's about like bouncing back. It's about knowing that you can face anything and make it through. And and defeats, you know, are failures or things we learn from those. And a lot of times you can't have the success until you've experienced those defeats, you know, those, those, those failures. Um, and 
And I just say, kind of learn from them. So those are the two that I'd share with you. Both of the things that you shared are really about what mindset you're choosing. And you're choosing the mindset. I think that's the piece people forget is that you choose it. It's not given to you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So Donna, I could talk to you all day. I mean, this is such a great conversation. There's so many other things I I would want to ask you, but what other parting words of wisdom that you haven't shared so far, or even a recap, would you give to women who are watching this? Build those good relationships and reach out to people. So many leaders really want to help you know, you and may feel like, oh, I can't ask that person because they're so much higher level than I am. Or, But many of them are very approachable. And so I would tell, especially folks coming up, you know, more junior in their careers is to build those relationships. Just ask for a little informational session, you know, say, I'd like to learn a little bit more about what you do or how you got to where you are. What was your journey? They People love to talk about that. So, um, you know, pay attention to your networks, build them, expand them, nurture them, um, because they really are so important. I mean, I, I have people I've, I've, been working with for, you know, almost 30 years now. And it's just fun to see them grow and and do the things they were aspiring to do and feel like just excited to get a little part in helping or a little word of encouragement, you know, that, that helped them take that, that next step or something. So yeah, that's what I would say is really, you know, pay attention to your networks, build them, be curious, learn, you're not in it alone. Yeah, for sure. Wise words from a wise woman. Thank you so much. Thank you you so much for being here. Really. I mean, this was such a pleasure and I'm sure people will really benefit from your wisdom. Thank you for having me. And I just enjoyed it and um, appreciate what you're doing with these power talks. I think they're great. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Thanks for listening. And always remember this, every single moment you have a choice in what you say, what you do, and how you make people feel. Pause and make those choices wisely and intentionally because every single moment, those choices are who you become as a leader. See you next time.